welcome to H2O. It is great to have you here with us today. Uh, my name is Brian Wiles. For those of you who don't know me, it's great to have you joining us online. I know we oftentimes have people from our H2O network churches that are joining us. And we also have people who are either on vacation or here in town or friends of ours who are joining us from a distance. It's great to have you here with us. You may or may not know this, but actually as we speak and as you're watching this, many of us in Bowling Green are gathering outside locally, but we wanted to make sure for those of you who are joining us online that we had a service for you to be able to worship with us as well, because that's extremely important. And so today uh, I want to share just a quick kind of devotional and thought with you out of Proverbs chapter three. But before I do, I want to tell you about something that happened to my son and I about a week ago on Sunday. Uh, we had just finished a full weekend of baseball tournaments. That's the season we're in in our lives. And my oldest son, Sam, had six games in less than two days. It was hot. We were tired. We were coming home from the baseball tournament and uh, just just kind of talking about getting some food. We we're actually debating between whether we we're gonna eat at McDonald's or Burger King. We're sitting at a stoplight and it just started to rain. And all of the sudden, uh, this big truck, a Ford F-350 comes flying around the, the corner, going a little bit too fast, just started raining and hits us head on. And uh, it was one of those weird experiences because like we could see it coming, but there was just nothing we could do about it. We had a few seconds to kind of kind of brace ourselves. And the next thing we know, we were in a head on car crash. Now, obviously I'm sitting here, my son's safe. We're, we're really thankful. Everybody was safe. Uh, the airbags didn't even go off, but we were both a little shaken up. Uh, we were both a little bit surprised. If you've ever been in an accident, you probably experienced that. And, and I tell you that story because uh, as that started to happen and as that, that kind of unfolded, I, I had this thought, and many of us have probably thought this a lot over the last especially few months, that the thought is we live in a world that is not safe, don't we? Um, you're, you're freshly reminded of that when you get in a car accident or when something out of your control happens. Uh, I was reminded yet again that, that our world is not always that safe. And, and sometimes there's just nothing we can do about it. And that is a pretty unsettling feeling at times, isn't it? We like to feel like we're in control. We like to feel like we can kind of protect ourselves sometimes. But when you have experiences like that, you're just reminded that sometimes there's just nothing you can do to completely keep yourself safe. Now, again, by God's grace, we were safe physically, but it's a reminder of the world that we live in. And so the question then becomes, for those of us who are who are seeking to follow Jesus, what does it look like to live in a world that, that we recognize isn't always safe, but also follow and trust in a God who we know loves and cares for us? And, and that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. In fact, the big idea is this, that while our world is not safe, God can always be trusted. Do you believe that here today? While our world is not always safe, God can always be trusted. And, and, and as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about this concept of fear. I was thinking about this concept of trust and how oftentimes they, they work together. And again, when we realize that, that, that we're out of uh, control in our lives sometimes, it, it can lead us to a place of fear. And, and, and maybe you're even experiencing that as, as you're sitting here today. You know, maybe fear is something that you're dealing with and it could be fear in a variety of areas. It could be fear related to your health. It could be fear related to what's going to happen in my future. It could be fear related to people in your life. But, but I want to propose today that, 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 that the areas that we are potentially most fearful in 
are also the areas where we need to trust God the most in. So, so the places in our hearts and in our lives where we are tempted to have the most anxiety and the most fear are also the places in our life that God wants us to press into and ask the question, can you trust me in this area of my life and will you draw closer to me? I want to look at a classic text here just for a few minutes this morning. It's in Proverbs chapter 3 verses five and six. And uh, Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six is, is, is a, a passage of scripture that, that many of us are familiar with. It was actually read at Sarah and I's wedding. And uh, they're these classic words, but I want to kind of go a little bit in depth and just pull three quick things out of this passage. Uh, Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. I want to press into this idea of trusting in the Lord. And I want to look at three ways that this passage calls us to trust God. Because first it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And, and I think the first point that, that I want to pull out from that is that the, the, the author here of Proverbs is telling us to trust God entirely. Trust God entirely. And uh, uh, God wants all of our hearts. He wants every single piece of our hearts. And sometimes in life we use this phrase like, well, that was half-hearted. You know, I, I think about my kids and, and sometimes my kids may have arguments. And so uh, Sarah and I will say, hey, I want you to apologize to your brother. Hey, I want you to apologize to your sister. And they'll go, I'm sorry. You know, and we'll say, hey, that was a half-hearted apology. I can't, I don't feel like you're actually really owning that or get even a little bit more personal. Sometimes when Sarah and I are having a debate or a discussion, she may say to me, hey, that hurt my feelings the way that you said that. And I'll say, I'm sorry. And she'll say, well, that was just kind of half-hearted. You didn't really mean that, right? We've all had those experiences where we haven't given our all to something and, and we can tell when something is half-hearted. And, and I wonder if we ever find ourselves in that situation with God. Now, we oftentimes are saying, you know, I'm sold out for God. I want to follow God. I, I, I believe in him. But, but sometimes do we just kind of go through life living a half-hearted life for God, not like completely trusting him with everything we have. This author here in the book of Proverbs, he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And I would contend here today that, that of all the things that we can place our trust in in this world, and there are a lot of different places. There are a lot of different people. There's a lot of different things that we may be trusted to place our, our trust in. Of, of all of them, the Lord, Jesus Christ, He is the one that we can put all of our hope, all of our heart into and in trusting. So we need to trust God entirely with all of our heart. And secondly, we need to trust God exclusively. So not just entirely, but exclusively, because it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then it says, that, that's the positive. This is what I want you to do. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And then the negative, and lean not on your own understanding. And so uh, what the, the author of this Proverbs knows is that many of us are tempted to not just exclusively trust in God, but we're, we're tempted to trust in ourselves sometimes even more than God. And so he, he warns us, he says, listen, don't lean on your own understanding. And, and one thing I've learned in life, and I've seen this in my own life, is we all like our own opinions, don't we? <laughs> we all like our own thoughts. You can look at our world and everybody loves to give you what they think about certain things. Everybody loves to give you their own thoughts. Uh, it's hard for many of us to admit when we're wrong, even if we know it down deep. 
that we're wrong. It's hard to actually say that we're wrong because we can fall in love with our own thoughts. We can fall in love with our own ideas. We can fall in love with our own way of living. We can chase after what we think is right. And oftentimes that can be at the detriment of what we know God is calling us to do. And so the author here of Proverbs is saying, listen, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And one of your main enemies to trusting in the Lord might even be yourself. And so you have to be aware of that, that, that we need exclusive trust in God. Now, now I want to point something out here too that, that's really important because I think sometimes in, in the Christian world, we're tempted to think that trusting in God can, can mean just like setting aside our own brains, our own intelligence. I, I don't think that that's what the, the author of Proverbs here is saying. He's not saying that just because you're trusting in God means that you won't use your head, that you won't use your brain. God's given us intelligence. God's given us insight. And so it's not that we don't have anything in, in us that we can trust. It's that we can oftentimes fall in love with our own ideas more than God's ideas. And so we need to use the intelligence and the brains that God has given us. And yet we also need to say, God, I'm going to put your ways above my ways. And many times we know when we're tempted to trust ourselves over God, it can, it can often look like sin. It can often look at the places in our lives and our hearts that we're tempted to run to, where we're tempted to, to continue to follow what we want rather than what God wants. And so if we want to trust in God exclusively, that means we have to, to know his word. It means as we go throughout living our lives that we fall in love with his word, with his thoughts, with his ways, and we let those rise above our own thoughts and our own ways. We still use our intelligence. We still use the gifts that God's given us, but we always weigh our own thoughts against the word of God. And when the word of God contradicts with our own thoughts, this always gets precedence when we're making a decision about what to say, how to live, or, or how to go about our lives. So we need to trust God entirely. We need to trust God exclusively. And then third and finally, we need to trust God extensively. It says this in verse six, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So in all your ways, trust God, trust him extensively. Abraham Kuyper, he says it like this. He says, in the total expanse of human life, there's not a single square inch of which Christ, who alone is sovereign, does not declare that is mine. Think about that for a minute. Jesus Christ looks at everything in this world, the birds that are chirping down to the, the plants and down to the big things in our world and in our life. And Jesus says, that is mine. I'm sovereign over all of it. And so we can trust God extensively in all your ways, submit to him. You know, we have a God who cares about the big parts of our lives, our careers, who we marry, how we parent. He, he cares about the big things in our lives and he also cares about the small details of our lives. He, he cares about the, the, the little thoughts that we have. He cares about our attitudes. He cares about the things that we let into our minds and into our hearts. He cares about as we're just going about our daily lives, how we live them and how we seek to glorify him. And so, so a question is, do you live your life in a way that, that you believe that God cares about every corner of your life, every nook and cranny? Are you trying to bring him glory in all of your ways, in every situation that you find yourselves in? Are you seeking to glorify and honor God? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And then what will happen? 
he will make your path straight. Doesn't mean our lives will always be safe. Doesn't mean our lives will always be comfy or cushy, but it does mean that as we're following God, we're invited into his family, into his mission to make him known and allow the world around us to see him. Even though our world isn't safe, God can be trusted and we can grow in our trust in him as we put these things into practice. So I'm thankful for you. I'm glad that you could join us this morning. Let me just pray for us as we continue and head back into worship. God, we thank you for the fact that we can trust you. As we look at a world that sometimes feels a little bit unsafe and out of control, God, we just confess that, that we need you. God, would you help us to trust in you with all of our hearts? Would you help us to lay aside our own understanding in places that we need to lay it aside? And would you help us to, to run to you in every single area of our life? God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that, that you alone are good and can be trusted. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.